Hey everyone, so recently I decided to do a thing. After nearly three years and two and a half million downloads, I changed the name of the show from Journey to Manifesting to the Sarah Prout Podcast. Everything is still the same, just with a different name, so I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by my latest book, which is called Dear Universe, 200 mini meditations for instant manifestations. Dear Universe first contains 100 mini meditations to help you rise above fear. Each meditation focuses on a single word like angry, lonely, or powerless. You're then invited to aim for a love-based word from a second set of 100 meditations, such as abundant, devoted, or passionate. Each includes a Dear Universe meditation to teach you the value of gratitude and celebration in manifesting the life of your dreams. This groundbreaking book, even if I do say so myself, is an invitation to call upon the energy of the universe and manifest your own reality. It's a combination of practical guidance, soulful exercises, and nuggets of wisdom. So if you want to get yourself a copy, go to amazon.com or any local bookstore. It should have it there. And if they don't have it, ask them for it. Okay, lots of love and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to the show. It's so great to be here with you today. How are you feeling? What's going on in your heart? I know that 2020, if you are listening to this in the future, we've made it to 2021. That's a relief because 2020 has been quite the interesting tangled slinky situation with the pandemic and the election and the great big giant ripples of uncertainty just going in many, many different directions. I'm sure so many of you can relate to that. I know I can, but that's not the topic of today. Today's topic is thoughts are things. And I wanted to share with you a very serendipitous unfolding that has happened in my life over the last, I want to say few months, but it's really come to fruition in the last week. And I want to share that with you from a very grounded perspective. You've heard me before talk about uh, signs and synchronicities, like when that hummingbird flew into my office and kept sitting on my computer after I finished my, my latest manuscript for my upcoming book. That was insane. That was really wild. And I love stories like that, especially since I'm a manifesting teacher. I have the the beautiful luxury of hearing these stories all the time. But when one happens to me personally, I love to share it with you guys because I know that it resonates at the right time for the right people. So thoughts are things. Here we go. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while now, or if you are brand new, this might be a little bit of a surprise, but for the last few years, especially since my latest book, Dear Universe, came out, I've been talking about thoughts becoming things being a very small part of a much bigger puzzle. You may have heard me say that it's feelings and emotions that are what manifest. And I was never making thoughts or things wrong. I just want to be very clear about that. I really want to emphasize the importance of embracing both. Your thoughts and your feelings create your reality. So I was doing a little bit of research for the manuscript that I just finished for a book. I can't even tell you the title of yet, and I can't let you know of a release date, but it will be in 2022, probably very early on. 
I'll share more with you as soon as I'm allowed to. But right now it is with the editor and we are going to be creating some magic. And I know you're going to love this book. So part of the book, I was doing some research about thoughts becoming things. And this was before we moved to the Hamptons. And I discovered that the original phrasing was by a man and his name was Prentice Mulford. And he was born in 1834 in Sag Harbor, Long Island in New York, which is in the Hamptons, which is where I moved to recently from Las Vegas. So there was that beautiful synchronicity of this new thought teacher who had written a volume of works that are relatively um, not very well known. But the thoughts become things or thoughts are things phrase originated from him in Main Street in Sag Harbor. Now, Prentice Mulford was a humorist. He was a writer and he lived in California for a long time. He was a hermit for many years as well. But then he also ventured back to Sag Harbor during the end of his life. And he wrote a volume of books, six volumes of books, which he called the White Cross Library. And it's all about the message of new thought. And it's said that he's one of the earliest pioneers of new thought. Now, you guys have probably heard me talk about this over and over again, how much I love the old school teachers, such as Florence Scovel Shin, who wrote a book called The Game of Life and How to Play It. Or, you know, the good old classics like The Science of Getting Rich or Think and Grow Rich, which are also timeless classics. But Prentice Mulford is something completely different. And I'm probably going to, um, you know, have an influx of people Googling his name right now or checking out his books on Amazon. And there's actually not that many that you can get. But if you can get a book in particular, you should get one of the biggest volumes that's got all of his works in the one one um it's like a reprint of all of his greatest hits if you will the book is called your forces and how to use them and it includes the six volumes that he self-published in the white cross library a couple hundred years ago so it's beautiful work and what will blow you away about this specific person and his work is that it is timeless in many of the, the older books that are actually newer than when he wrote this, such as The Game of Life and How to Play It or The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Wattles, it's very old-fashioned language with extremely religious connotations in it. Now, I'm not against that by any means. I really love it when there is faith and spirituality woven into especially old texts like this. But this one doesn't have it. It's almost written from, it could be written in modern day times, which is what is so perplexing about Prentice Mulford's work. So um, Sean and I, Sean's my husband and co-founder of our company, Soul Space Media, we became fascinated by this guy thinking, you know, he was... Um, he was a pioneer in the field that we are now currently teaching and educating in manifesting the law of attraction and emotional empowerment and how that relates to spiritual growth and personal growth. And so for my seventh wedding anniversary to Sean recently on the 21st of September, I ordered Sean an original copy of one of the volumes from the White Cross Library. And it was on eBay. There's no other copies there, so don't even bother looking. And if you do, please let me know first. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's Googling this right now going, I need one of these books. But in the book, um, it, was, it was really old. 
And there was a photograph in there from the 1800s. Like I didn't pay extra for that. And it was a class photograph of all of these children's faces that were posing. It must have been some kind of private school or something like that. I don't know, but that was eerie. But the book that Sean had in his hands, we both spent some time reading it. Now, I was reading the one that I got on Amazon, the full volumes. That's just a reprint. But he was reading the old version one of the six volumes and I believe he had he has volume four now remember there's six of them so I think we're gonna try and collect them if we can if you know any let me know like I said so we loved all of the topics and themes that we had discovered in this text from this guy who is relatively not very well known even though he you know in in obscure history circles in Sag Harbor and in the Hamptons you can look up Prentice Mulford as one of the early adopters of the new thought movement, which is fascinating to me. I just love that kind of thing. Um, For many years, I have studied the work of Ursula Gesterfeld, who was born in the 1800s. She was born in about 1845. And her work is a little bit convoluted to understand because it's in that old-fashioned language. So again, it's so refreshing to read Prentice Mulford's work and for it to not be convoluted, to not be... Uh, dated or need you know lots of pauses to go well what does this mean or what does this mean in this context so if you can definitely check it out so Sean and I knew that Prentice Mulford was buried somewhere in the Hamptons in a cemetery and there are cemeteries everywhere in the Hamptons it's very much like England there are those little um, cemeteries with rickety old tombstones that look like old teeth just about to fall out of a a kid's mouth because they're all bent out of shape. It's very, um, it's very old worldly, if I can put it that way, because we didn't have things like that in Vegas because Vegas is relatively new. Um, So seeing these old cemeteries and many of the towns here date back to the 1600s or the 1700s. So it's very much like England. It's very disconcerting for me because I traveled through England when I was younger and I remember the little villages with the little town cemeteries, but there are so many more here. And so we knew that Prentice Mulford was here. So we put that kind of on our to-do list of things that if we inadvertently found ourselves with some spare time, which we don't often have, we could go and look for him. And a couple of days ago, Sean and I went out in Sean's kayak for the first time. Well, I didn't go out in it. I just kind of stood on the beach and watched him go out. And then we thought, okay, let's go and get some donuts in Sag Harbor and drop off some trash at the local rubbish dump and then we'll head home. But Sean took some directions from Waze, which is a like a directions app, and we ended up down a back street. And I had this feeling wash over me like, oh, I've, I've been down this street before. It was really, really weird. It was like our intuition was kind of taking over. And I'm like, okay, this is beautiful. Just keep driving. And then we found ourselves at Oakland Cemetery in Sag Harbor. And I thought, okay, is this where Prentice Mulford is buried? I think it is. I think I've read about this. And this is like a big cemetery. I think it's over four acres. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it is. And so we drove down a side street and it had a little speed sign saying you could go less than 10 miles an hour. And it was a pretty narrow street. And we've got a big suburban you know, one of those big SUV things. I'm like, oh, this is a bit eerie (laughs) driving into a cemetery and a really old cemetery at that. And so we drove in and I all of a sudden did an invocation because I'm a little bit spooked out by cemeteries. 
I don't know whether you can relate to that, but (laughs) they freak me out a little bit. When I was a kid, I used to hold my breath when we drove past them because I thought the ghosts could get up my nose. I know that's very naive, (laughs) but it still freaks me out. And we had the kids in the back of the car. So, you know, how do you explain that? Mummy, what are those stones sticking out of the ground? (laughs) And so I said an invocation as we drove into the cemetery. I said, okay, please protect us, zip us up. Uh, protect and guide our energy field from any interference which is really important and Prentice Mulford if you are here make yourself known to us just out of curiosity and we were driving and Sean um, said should I go left or should I go right or should I go straight and I knew straight I could just feel it and there were tombstones everywhere with very it's very hard to find um, the letters on them or to read them because they're so old some of them are faded some of them are you know it's a tombstone but you don't know who's in there and I'm like okay where are you Prentice that's what Sean said and I'm like there he is and there was the tombstone standing there with Prentice Mulford written on it and thoughts are things and so we pulled the car over and we left the kids in the car even though we were very close it was all safe And we went out there and we had a moment of respect to this man who had spent his life dedicated and devoted to understanding the laws of the universe, to writing about your forces and how to use them and paving the way for really what I teach today as a manifesting and law of attraction teacher, that there maybe and possibly wouldn't be an industry that talks about universal laws if it wasn't for this man and his work. As I said, it is mostly unknown. So if you are curious to find out about him, uh, click on the link in the show notes where I've linked up his book to Amazon. And all right, fully, fully transparent, raw moment here. Sean and I have been having a really tough time adapting to our new life here in the Hamptons. Um, It's beautiful, (laughs) but it is really difficult, especially during the pandemic and without any help. We don't really know anyone in the area and we don't have a nanny or any outside help. And we're still running our business, even though our team's amazing, but it's still getting into the routine of things. We have been unpacking boxes and we, we brought too much stuff from Las Vegas. So it's been a process of decluttering over and over again. And in the last episode, you may have heard me talk about how overwhelming it's been to acclimatize to a new place in a new state with too much stuff and a lot of things to do. And not only that, I've been processing the emotions of not having my son here with us, which has been um, something that's caused a lot of emotional distress and I'm I'm working on it. (laughs) Um, But it has been an interesting dynamic because Sean and I have had a lot of ups and downs trying to find our beautiful flow that we usually have in our business and in our life. And so this day, this time that we found or was shown to us Prentice Mulford's grave, uh, his resting place, we felt at peace. And we felt ever since then that it was like we need to embody these teachings, even though they're, they're teachings that we already know and teach from our own spin and perspective, that it's time to walk that talk again, to really live the basic principles of manifestation and the law of attraction And simply put, it's that we need to develop a really deep connection with nature. I think if you are any kind of intuitive or empath or creative person, in order to thrive and to expand and to grow, you have to develop that 
that connection with mother nature however you can even if it's just a local park or you step outside onto your balcony if you live in an apartment and you look at the sky we all have connection points to nature and we need to do that more often the second thing is a sense of gratitude and developing that sense of reverence for nature for whatever shows up in our reality and then thirdly the deep and powerful reminder that thoughts are things My meditation teacher many, many years ago, he said that thoughts are things or thoughts become things. They have body, mind and wings. So when you're very careful and cautious about how you spend your energy, um, when you get curious about your predominant mental patterns, how you are giving your attention and your emotions to things that do not serve you or things that you are blaming or things that you don't like, the more you create that in your reality so the more you can tune in and relax and take time to be creative and time to appreciate nature and time to be grateful for whatever's showing up the more you become a powerful manifester and that's what I'm here to you know guide you guys to remember the power that you have within you to create whatever it is that you want in your current reality so that's just a very high level overview of thoughts are things and my experience my very serendipitous experience with Prentice Mulford and what is even more bizarre is that when I was writing the manuscript for my book I wrote about him in my book without really researching so when the edits come back I'm going to be adding a lot more gratitude and appreciation to this man's work and how he paved the way for myself and pretty much any manifesting law of attraction personal development teacher you can find out there because thoughts are things. The way that we show up as spiritual beings having a physical experience is everything. And the more we can remember that, the more power we hold in our hearts to create empowered and lasting, sustainable change. So that's it from me for today. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you would be so kind as to leave me a review, open up the podcasting app that you're listening to and hit the star button. And once again, if you are interested in manifesting all the law of attraction, I can highly recommend you get a copy of my book, which is called Dear Universe. You can get that from Amazon or click in the show notes to get a copy of Prentice Mulford's book. It's incredible. I can't say enough amazing things about it. All right. Lots of love, everyone. And until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting.